Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. It is a brand new Monday edition of Flyers Daily. It is draft week, and there's a ton to get into uh, with our Monday insider. You hear him every week on this very podcast every Monday from PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, NHL.com, and HockeyBuzz.com. It is Bill Meltzer. Bill, how are you? I am doing well. I'm kind of a wet weekend in some portions of it, but that's okay. Um, and uh, obviously, you know, obviously, uh, all of our phones kind of blew up this weekend and it's, uh, that's, that you know, goes with this time of year. Yeah, it does. There's a lot of action happening. Just uh, full disclosure real quick. I'm doing this. Uh, we're taping this. I am sitting on the street in eighth street, notion city on the outside porch. So if you hear seagulls or a car go by, that is why, <laughs> uh, but we're enjoying a little, we had a great beach day today and hoping to have a good one tomorrow. And, draft on wednesday but before we even get to the draft bill your mock draft let's talk about what took place this weekend because boy a lot of reporting about the flyers being involved in multiple deals let's start with the rumors about the st louis blues nothing is ever done until it's done but the st louis blues you know this this deal is potential deal has been called a whopper and boy i think i think some people maybe want to downplay that a little bit more because even best case scenario i don't know if it was a whopper but it was it would have been a big deal seeing Kevin Hayes go there, maybe Travis Sanheim, and in return Tory uh, Tory Krug and uh, some other assets or pieces or however this could play out. But what was your reaction to the rumored trade that may still come to fruition? Maybe not as currently as originally constructed, but still may. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the initial stuff that was coming out and it had a lot of, it had a lot of names involved. You know, like Pareko's name somehow pop, popped up out there, and Scandella, uh, Scandella, which would which would be you know like a one year kind of a salary dump to give them some space. Um, you know, Lawton on the on the on the flyer side's name was was out there too, and then and then it became you know, and, and that that's often the case. A lot of times you hear it speculated just some huge number of players involved and. And then, then it tends to contract a little bit. Okay, there, there's fewer guys and a little bit more focused in. Um, All those guys then, may have been talked about, but not right. as part of the same. Deal. Not, not as part of, not part of the a single deal. These are just different scenarios. You know, okay, this guy might be involved. That guy might be involved. It was never. I don't think it was ever really discussed. It was going to be all those names. Um, and obviously, and this this is pretty well out there now. Um, that it really kind of is on hold because of uh, Krug not being willing to waive his no trade. Yeah. Which, okay. I, you know, I'm seeing it all over social media. People are crushing Tory Krug. Are we going to boo Tory Krug when he comes to town? This is getting held up because of stupid Tory Krug. Listen, if you had a, if, if you got a job, you work as an accountant, you work uh, in whatever business and a company goes, Hey, we're going to move you here. We're going to give you like a bonus to move there. We're going to pay for your, cost of living to move your house and all that stuff. And we're going to put you there for eight years. So you're thinking, okay, I'll go there. I'll take the, take the money. I'll make the commitment. I'll put the roots in the ground. I'll start my family, get the kids in the schools. And I won't live this mercenary transient lifestyle because I have a no move clause. And all of a sudden, two years later, because the team didn't do the right things, they're saying, I would like to move you now where we want to move you. My first reaction would be the middle finger. I'd be like, nah, 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 I don't think so. They earned that right to get a no-move clause. So killing Tory Krug on this is not – this happens a lot. 
So, you know, Cruz catching a lot of shrapnel in Philly. I don't think he deserves any of it, Philly. No, no. Players players earn that right. They negotiate that right. And it's it's the right to exercise it. Sometimes they and, take less money to get that right. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, honestly, if there's a if there's a blame, and this is just this is just the hockey business. I don't think there is blame. But if, but there is a, a blame at this point. It, it was St. Louis not clearing that hurdle in the first place. Yep. Not approaching the player. You know, we're, we're we don't know if we're moving you or not. But you know, before we go ahead and, and and talk about scenarios that might involve you, would you waive? You know, for Philadelphia, for Florida, for whoever. You know, because because if the player is going to refuse the waive, then it, it becomes pointless to even even discuss. You know, he, and you might be able to work on him, get him to change his mind or, or whatnot. But to, it's to me kind of bad practice to not to kind of go inside unseen as to whether. The guy's going to waive or not, and that's not the responsibility of the team you're trading him to. That's an assumption the team you're trading him to. We go in making okay. You've already talked with him. Yeah. So, how does the deal even get as far along as what we heard in reporting, Bill, to get to that point, knowing not knowing if he would waive it or not? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, because that once once the two sides decide on that's going to be the big piece coming back in this, other than maybe a a draft pick to fill it off, which is, I think, certainly an important thing for the Flyers in this. If, if it, it does ultimately come down, they're going to want to know, you know, okay, you know, are we, are we wasting our time here? Is he coming here? So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how it gets to that point where at the, the almost the last stage you go to him to wave and then, then you complete it. That, that, that seems to me to be not, not, not the best practice. So I, I, I you know, I mean, I, it's not the first time it's happened. It's not the last time it's going to happen. But I, I, I would just think that that would have been best off done on the front end of this. Yeah, I agree. Bill, one of the other names that was involved in this deal um, and part of it to bring some salary back was for I think the salary coming back of Tory Crew was to accomplish a couple of things. Number one, obviously create more space for them um, so the Flyers could eat less of Kevin Hayes' contract, maybe they would retain about 25-30% and also trade them Travis Sanheim. Are you surprised yeah. to see Sanheim's name out there like this? I, I am. After, <laughs> after, Pro, after Provorov was traded, I thought, yep. okay, well, he, he has the eight-year deal. You're you're kind of locked on it. They're all indications. You know, everything's, everything's kind of a, can be a smokescreen this time here, but all indications were, okay, you know, he didn't, didn't have a, a the year he was hoping for, we were hoping for, but he, he's capable of bouncing back to the form he showed the year before. And without Provorov here, we're going to need him to play a lot of minutes. And I, and that, you know, okay, that, that, that makes sense. And, um, you know, so to, to see him, I mean, if he, if he's going to get down, it, it pretty much has to happen by July 1st. Otherwise, otherwise a, the signing bonus is owed and be the no trade kicks in, I think for the first four years of the trade. Yeah. A full no trade. So if you're going to move them now without without limitations, it has to be before July 1st. So, um, but I would still, I thought there might be some tire kicking, but I never thought it would get to this stage. I, I am fairly surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, the stage was if Krug said, okay, yeah. <laughs> he was going, <laughs> it was done basically from what we're yeah. hearing. 
Um, that's pretty that's pretty wild. Tony D'Angelo is another name that's been out there quite a bit. We'll get to Scott Lawton and Travis Konechny in a second. Their names have been attached to different teams, whether it's Detroit with Konechny or Lawton or whatever it might be. Um, but let's uh, let's talk about Tony D'Angelo because we know he was scratched at the end of the season, Bill. Um, you know, there was a, a lot of, I don't want to call it miscommunication, but one side not buying the other side's uh, position, if you will. Um, but Tony D'Angelo looks like he's ticketed out of here in his final year of his deal. Yeah, which is not a surprise. Uh, the the alternate strategy would be okay. Hold on to him. Hope he has a good productive year and, and move him as he move towards the deadline. Um, you know, D'Angelo kind of made it clear on uh, exit day he wants to stay. Yeah. But uh, but uh, you know, I, I think that the coach wants him gone. So, uh, you know, and, and I mean, I, I, I get it. I get it. And I, you know, I, I think also not just from any kind of personality clash standpoint, but just from a, from a hockey standpoint, I mean, the Flyers, not, not primarily through Tony D'Angelo's fault, but the Flyers largely acquired him for help on the power play. And they still had the worst power play in the NHL. I think more power play points than Tory Krug though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and um, you know, and then there's the defensive part of it too, and you know, although although D'Angelo, I, I thought made some good plays, breaking up two on ones, mm-hmm. that caused a lot of two on ones, and um, you know, and and his playing playing zone into the ice, which has never been good, was certainly certainly a problem at times this past year, and then then the fact of just how emotional he is and tends tends to let his emotions get the best of him sometimes. So, you know, I. Uh, I get it. Um, I, I I would ideally like to see if he if he's down now. I'd like to see the Flyers recoup something of a little bit of value, not not just uh you know not just a pure get rid of the guy plus retain on him and get nothing of any significance back. So you know that that may be how it all plays out. Apparently, apparently they've talked about a uh, they were apparently offered a, a minor league defenseman. They preferred a, a minor league forward. Um, in either case, no, no kind of an earth-shattering name would be coming back. And it sounded like it's not it's not on the cards right now to recoup a pick because the Flyers, of course, traded a, a fourth last year, a third this year, and a second the next year. That's a lot. That's a haul for a guy you only had for one year. And uh, you and know, the guy that was going to be restricted, right? I'm sorry. And the guy that was going to be was he going to be a UFA or restricted? The one who's coming back? No, no, no. When when they sent the package to Carolina to get him before July first. Oh yeah, he was he was restricted last year. Yes. Yeah. That seems like such an overpay. It's it, 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 yeah, it's a total overpay, and I get, you know, I get the way that it was. I, I think it was the wrong decision, but this this is what I'll say. Well, you have a guy who can certainly put up points. The Flyers had their worst. Or second worst, depending on which set of stats you want to use. See, power play season franchise history, proven power play guy, and you're not giving up a roster player for him. And you're on, you know, and you're only, you're giving up a fourth last year, et cetera. So you think, okay, well, by the time by the time the third and the second kick in, maybe we can, you know, get picks in that in those rounds as it draws closer. You had a year, yeah, and then two years. So I. I could get it from that standpoint, but that's and he was coming off a good year. 
He was coming, coming off a really good year. Yeah. And also, yeah. also played with a hell of a defense partner, too, which the Flyers yeah. just don't have you know, that level guy to pair him with. But, you know, but I, I mean, it was it clearly in, in hindsight, maybe even in foresight, it, 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 uh, it was a risk, and it was a risk he didn't pay off. Um, you know, one thing, Bill, we heard Torts in the last quarter of the season so many times use the word subtract. Our next step of this is subtraction, subtracting guys, either guys that don't fit from an age standpoint, don't fit from what they want to do stylistically or strategically or system-wise or personality-wise as well. And he used the term many times. I remember had him on this podcast talking to him about that as a big honking truck goes by. Um, and, and he said, you know, about eight, eight or nine guys that he saw were, were – what he would be comfortable moving forward with. Now, some of the guys that he needs to track, he needs to see more of. But clearly, this group of guys are guys that he doesn't need to see more of. Now, Lawton and Connecting, I think, are a totally different ballgame, and we're going to talk about them in a second. But I get the sense that Torts has made it very clear who the guys are that he does not want to move forward with. And, you know, Danny Briere is Michael Corleone trying to take care of all family business in one day, you know, the, yeah. the baptism, <laughs> right? Yeah. When he, when he said open for business, he really meant open for business mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, get it, get it, get it done, get it done systematically, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's um, yeah. It's, it's uh, kind of crazy. I mean, all, all the stuff that's come out to allegedly going down, things are being, discussed as possibilities they're, they're not even in nashville yet so it's uh it's crazy it, it is bananas and and the thing about it is i don't know that we've had a gm swinging and wheeling and dealing like this probably since 2009 at the draft yeah well, uh, i guess 2012 yeah. after 2012 was the big one that was uh yes yeah, yep. uh, yeah that was signing um you know well 2000 i guess 11 2011 yeah. Um, it was the 11 12 season. So it was the big, big trades with LA and, and Columbus. Also, the same day they signed for Skolov, too. That, yeah. that same day. So, yeah, I, this is, I mean, nothing is, a, I mean, even even so far, it hasn't approached that level. But even, yeah, even, even Homer in, in 2009, I mean, Homer was such an aggressive GM. Yeah. You know, That's and, the Pronger, and Lucas the Pronger trade. Yeah. The Pronger trade. Hmm. It's it's I'll tell you, it's been refreshing because while I understood the the patient approach of Ron Hextall to get, you know, cap, you know, compliant and, and being a better fiscal situation. Um, this is fun. <laughs> it is fun. You know, I I hate to say it's fun when people are, you know, got to pick up families and move and stuff, but it is exciting what's going on. Let's talk about, you know, two of the guys that I think that they'd really have to have their arms twisted. With, and kind of be blown away with a package to move. I don't think these guys fall into the John Tortorella subtraction plan, but it's Travis Konechny and Scott Lawton. We've heard Lawton's name out there a ton lately. We've heard different rumors of packages, whether that was with Toronto with the 28th pick that they have of Boston's in the first round. Somebody reported, I think Frank Saravalli the other day, that a first and a second was turned down for, for Scott Lawton. Um, I have yeah. a feeling there's a lot of teams involved in trying to get him because – of the contract and what he brings in not only leadership, but the Swiss army knife type player. Uh, 
but let's focus on Lawton real quick. Um, they're going to have to be blown away to move him. But you do get to a tipping point with Scott Lawton and say, hey, this is a 29-year-old player. This is a guy that isn't a huge point guy. He's an important player for us, and he's important on and off the ice. But we may get to the point here where we have to say we have to take the value he has right now. Yeah, uh, it, it comes down largely to when you're in a rebuild, you do have to you have to be uh, selective. And there are guys who you're going to want to keep. You want to have some quality veterans still around, just just as guys do demonstrate to the young players you're trying to build around. This is the identity we, identity we want to play to, and Lawton understands that very well. It's it's why you can understand why they would want to keep him. It's also why you understand why a contender would want him. Yeah. So I, I there there is certainly a tipping point. Um, you know I, I don't know if uh, actual offers a, a first. And or first and second round picks were made, or or simply, or simply the Flyers put out that that that's the price that they would want, and uh, it was a we'll get back to you kind of thing too. I mean, it 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 is known that when he was an impending unrestricted free agent a, a couple of years ago before he signed his current current extension, that the Flyers were offered at least one first round pick and ultimately decided to resign him instead. But you know now now he's twenty nine. Now you're not now you're not retooling. You're you're in a full fledged rebuild, and, and so there there are certain there are, there are there are tipping points. I I would think that if you get a, a first round pick in that first kind of twenty five round twenty five range of, of selections, that, that's that's hard to turn down as as valuable as Lawton is. So, and um, you know I just you. Know, Hearing something, it does, doesn't always mean that that was the actual, or there, or there wasn't another piece to it that that scared you away. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll trade you. You know, we want Laden, and we also want you to take a piece you really don't want with yeah. the contract you don't want, and that's uh, that that can certainly that can certainly tip it too. Even even if you're getting even if you're getting the first rounder out of it as well. So I don't I don't know all the specific parameters. I, I would say that this would be the time to do it. Um, for for you know for him because because you're looking at you're looking at the window to when you're going to be contending again. So yeah. if a if a team gets there with with the ask or, or near the ask, I think you have to do it. I agree. That's it, good time to remind people that when information gets out there, it's usually got an agenda. Yeah. And you know you can put that out there. Yeah, we turned down a first and a second. So the teams that are calling about him say. Oh, now they know that there's a agenda behind it too, but that's a way of setting the price openly, openly setting the price without having a press conference to say it or tweeting it out from the team account. <laughs> yeah, we turned down this. So come with a higher first round pick and a yeah. second and yeah. you're setting the kind of the market. Um, Travis Konechny, another player, he missed some time due to injury this year, but at his best statistical points per game, goals per game average of his career, I know his name's been mentioned, I guess, around Detroit quite a bit, which yeah. is, you know, Steve Eiserman does not let a whole lot get out. He's he, he's diet Lou Lamorello, <laughs> you know, very yeah. close to the vest. And he's a guy, too, that will play chicken. You know, he's not going to keep calling you if you want to come. And, you know, this could be him and Danny Breer playing mm-hmm. chicken. <laughs> and uh, the first I, time I, GM. Yeah, I yeah. suspect that's what it is, mm-hmm. especially, because, especially because Eiserman 
kind of notorious for this. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. when you go in for a job interview and the prospective employer always wants you to blink first, what's your salary requirement? Because they want you under, they want you to underprice yourself. Yeah. You want to, they, they want you to negotiate against yourself. Exactly. Exactly. So, and then it's the same thing here. Well, you know, what do you need from us? Right. And they're not putting, they're not putting an offer out They're They're gauging, you know, yep. how much, and, and so, and then the next step is no, that's too much. And mm-hmm. he hangs up the phone and he doesn't, doesn't call you back. He, he, he waits it out. I mean, he's, he's a GM that's known for that. And I would not be surprised if Detroit has not put a firm offer on the table. They, 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 they may do, they may very well, you know, if they blink first or they might come up with a, some kind of a, a counter to that idea. But um, if, if I think if they're waiting on Danny to, to reduce the ask, I don't think anything is going to happen. Um, yeah. And nor should it, nor should it. Now you, you have a 26 year old who's coming off of a, a 30 goal season where he had a point per game on a team that couldn't score. Yeah. Um, deserved to be an all-star this year. Um, and then the, with, all, with all due respect to Kevin Hayes, the, to me, the no brainer flyers pick should have been connect me. Um, for his second All Star so, game, by the way. Yeah, and it's for the second time, and you know you you add in you add in all the other the other things too the the amount of you know the, the heel way he gets on our opponent's skin. Uh, PK I mean, here, yeah, and he's become a yeah he's become a PK and a, and a shorthanded scoring threat as he showed yep. he showed this year. Now uh, he, he brings speed to the table. I, I think something that really impressed me with Konechny was he wasn't happy. Rightfully so, with its previous season, and, and he went and he pushed himself out of his comfort zone. He actually actually looked at some analytics and a bunch of video, and kind of pinpointed where he was going wrong, and he did something about it. That's a, you know, that's a pro, and I, I really I really admired that he did that. Um, I, I so I think that the Flyers should set a an aggressive price here, and if it's Detroit, and the if the answer is ultimately no, it's no. But Detroit has the ninth overall pick in the first round, and I know I know that's a big ask, right? The ninth overall pick, and then they have three straight picks in the second round, and I I have no doubt that Detroit would part with one of them, even if it was the third of the third of the three straight picks. I think it's yeah. picks, I think 42, 43, and forty four, or right about there. And they they give up one of those. So they don't, you know, that, that that's the negotiating. They they're also a team with more than one first round pick, so I think it's just a matter of. Which first rounder would they potentially be willing to move? The, again, the nine is a big ask, but I, I would I would hold on to that till the very end, or to see see how I how high I could push it up. If you get if you get two picks in the top ten, and maybe a that yeah, I mean that, that that's a no brainer. Then you, you then you can come away with this draft and really kind of jumpstart a rebuild. Are you so giving them twenty two as well? I'm not giving them twenty two. I'm, I'm not giving twenty two. I may give him Florida's first round pick next year. I'm doing I, it might, I, might, I, might, I might do Florida's pick next year and in, in what's say not believed to be as deep of a draft and it, and it's another year away. If you're yep. if you're making three or four first round picks and two of them are in the top in the top ten, I would give up I, I would I'd really talk about Florida's pick for next year and, and probably yeah. be willing to do that. Um, especially with the Flyers likely to be a lottery team and you know, so, so I, I, I would certainly, I would certainly be willing to have the Flyers negotiate on that. But I don't, I don't think the Flyers should, they shouldn't undercut themselves. So I think, I think they need to hold their ground as long as they can. 
All right, that'll put a wrap on this edition of Flyers Daily. Rebuilds work at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, NHL.com, and HockeyBuzz.com. And he'll return on Wednesday for the NHL Draft Preview Flyers Daily episodes. Join us then on a brand new Flyers Daily.